congested skin, you can think of it like a dried dead sponge, you know, one that's a little concave sponge. And if you were to add, just add a bunch of olive oil to it and feel, you can just imagine what that sponge would feel like and how each little crevice would be filled with oil. That's essentially what congested skin's dealing with, is there's not a ton of moisture going on there, and that as we get older, that dead skin cell layer builds up quite a bit more. Really, what we need to do is kind of get some of that fat dry sponge off, so that way the more full sponge underneath can access some of that moisture content. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast this week. This week on episode 141, we're going to dig into some topical considerations for hormonal acne all non-toxic skincare, of course, and Jen is going to geek out hard today. Oh, you guys, I'm ready. I know you guys are here for this. I know <laughs> you are. I'm here for this. For those of us who struggle with hormonal acne, get ready to get some solutions depending on... Get your notepad out. Yeah, get your get your notepad out for sure. <laughs> I, luckily, I have the notes right in front of me, so I don't have to. But <laughs> but all Benefits y'all of being in the also co-host. check the show notes because we also always have really robust show notes. Before we get into the meat of the episode, what's up with you this week, my dear? What's up? What's up? Um, well, it's been an interesting weekend. We're we're recording on a Monday, so it's still really fresh for me. I spent three full glorious days <laughs> prepping my studio space for a reimagined space. Um, I basically, when this space was built, it was just for YouTube videos. And since then I've started a podcast. I'm now way more on like zoom and Instagram than I ever will be, um, on YouTube. (laughs) Like it's just a very, I need different needs from this space. And I've needed to do this for a while, but essentially three full days. And I'm pretty sure it was three full trips to home Depot later that I've got two walls that are white my one wall, I used to have three open, um, or two open, like the roof. And then one side of my studio was, um, just greenhouse plastic. And now one of my walls has a sliding door. I'm so lucky that I have a husband that actually like builds stuff. Cause like I could probably have figured it out, but he did it so fast. Like I had to step out for a few hours. So I wasn't in the house for a few hours on Saturday and I came back and the door was up and it was like, it's like a, it's a fully like framed wall with wood panels on it. There's no, you know, there's no insulation in it or anything, but it's so sturdy. He's like so worried about it moving and warping. And I'm like, this sucker's not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> like we spackled all of the like cracks and the, the little corners. And, um, I did three coats of paint of white paint. So it's like this fresh and 
I went for acrylic, so it's low VOC. So I because I didn't want to be gassed out because I knew I was going to record yeah, today. That's good. And I moved the track lights around, and I don't know. Like, and my desk is. I now feel like I have one of those really sturdy looking almost like homemade like farmhouse desk because he framed this desk in and then added like a diagonal line on the back of it to keep it from warping and it looks like a giant farmhouse desk even my husband came in this morning while I was doing notes and he goes he goes you look so official at your like desk here because <laughs> <laughs> before it was just like this box that didn't look really look like a desk and anyway now I'm just like I'm settled I'm in this desk and um, it was interesting because I was near, I was near the end of my cycle and I could feel it coming. It was like Friday. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And like, I was like so pumped and I was excited. I was like kind of not looking forward to it, to be honest, because I knew what kind of work I was in for. But I, as soon as we started, I got excited and the full day. And then Saturday it was like, okay, you know, got to stay on track because I want to be done on Sunday. And Saturday evening, I could feel my energy like, like I could literally feel like my life force going. (laughs) And then midday Sunday, I started my cycle. So I started my period on Sunday and it was like, I looked at my husband and I was like, if I don't finish this today, it's not going to happen. Like I can feel my energy just like legit, like done, like done. (laughs) And Um, I felt like, you know, if you're looking at like a woman's energy and her cycle, kind of like seasons, I felt like I was doing yard work in November. That's what that felt like. This is like what Sharon was talking about on her period power episode. If you guys haven't listened to that, you should all link it in the show notes for you. So applicable. But I, I feel you last weekend was my, my period weekend and like Mm -hmm. my days where I'm like bleeding and having feeling crampy. I'm still trying to work out through my own hormonal stuff, friends. Like, hi, welcome. Aren't we all? Welcome. We're all just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, day one, I tend to have like pretty, or day two-ish, like pretty heavy bleeding and like really bad cramps. And Mm -hmm. it never really happens on a weekend for me. It always happens where it like dips into a work day. But for me, it was (laughs) like last Saturday. And so I just was like a bum the whole weekend. I was like, Josh, I'm in pain. I'm going to go lay down. I'm going to watch a movie on the ipad and i'm gonna uh-huh. do nothing and i might uh-huh. cook a little bit maybe okay maybe <laughs> if i feel like it. here are the expectations for the weekend he was like noted <laughs> noted i had to do that for today caveat i'm like i'm gonna work my butt off on sunday because i knew i had a lot of like last little bit of things to do and i was just like i'm not cooking i'm not i'm not doing nothing like i got i got stuff to do to get this finished and because I looked at him and I'm like, because I started my period today and that means tomorrow. I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of glad that I started these notes like a while ago because <laughs> it took me a hot second to get my brain engaged to like finish them mm-hmm. up because I was just like, Ugh. but this is kind of like the perfect activity for me. It's like I have a candle burning. I have my, my low lights on. I'm comfortable at my desk and I'm going to talk about something that I know very well. And I'm like, this feels good. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> also, you're kind of fancy over there. I am fancy. It looks really plain from your perspective because she's just looking at the white wall behind me. But I'm I got, like, I got a virtual tour a minute ago, though. Yeah, that was like, hopefully I don't get you motion sick because I feel like you're ready to be a TikToker because you have the LED lights. You're ready for it. Oh, my gosh. So funny. <laughs> there was a couple teenage girls in my neighborhood. They were like, you got LED lights. And I was like, oh, no. Yes. Yes, I did. 
I'm, it was mostly because I'm going to Zumba. I'm going to teach Zumba in here, guys. That was kind of the purpose was I needed floor space. I needed room. And I wanted to feel kind of like a party. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about TikTok. And then when I put it up, uh, oh, no. When I checked out at Costco, the cashier was just like, oh, my gosh, my teenager's been asking me for these. And I was like, hi, I'm 36. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh but I love them. I love them. It's okay. Millennials can be on TikTok too. It's We've true. proven it. Okay. We've officially proven it. We can do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So oh, funny. but tell me, tell me, friend. How about you? Well, as you know, we lost our older pup Paisley on Thursday. So this mm-hmm. weekend was pretty tough. It's just been, you know, I just tried to give myself grace to grieve and I was just kind of walking around the house and mopey and very weepy. Let yourself feel. Not yeah, a weepy, feel the feels. Not a weepy person, but I was just, you know, I would like look at her, her bed, which now our pup Brody is using. And I was just like, <laughs> you oh know, my gosh. so, so much. Yeah. And not to make light of it, but it was, it was really hard. It was really hard to lose her. We, she was almost 12. She was with us when we lived in Colorado and um, all of our different moves over the years in Oregon. And and I used to bring her to my office that when I had a, a nutrition office in a CrossFit gym and my clients got to know her and everybody mm-hmm. from my gym got to know her. because She would always come when we worked out. She was like the gym dog. She's and like a legit family member. She really was for us, for sure. And she was, yeah. you know, our first baby. And mm-hmm. for me, like the first pet I've ever been close to and lost. I mean, we've had family pets over the years, but none of them were really mine. You know, I had a cat that was yeah. technically mine, but didn't really feel like mine because he did not like me very much because <laughs> I was always trying to hold him. And he was like, I won't be held. Stop it. So anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I took it pretty easy this last weekend. And, and luckily the boys were totally down to do the same so we watched movies and did puzzles and I kind of put my phone mm, away so and just funny. said f it to all of the work tasks that I had on my docket on Friday mm-hmm. and even Saturday and just relaxed so mm. little uh, cocoon yeah that's yep. amazing I'm, yep. I'm so glad that you took that space I think it's easy to not want to feel the feels but if I have learned anything over the last few years it's you you, you must because if you don't yeah things will happen and you will be forced to so at least you chose yeah. it on your own time and your own way and yeah and I forgot I forgot how many others would be grieving her too you know what I mm. mean like when I told my family they were a mess when Josh told his family they were a mess they helped us um bury her next to her mom because we had so gotten lovely. Paisley from a litter from Josh's family's dog and mm-hmm. so we had that connection with them and they had her for four months before we were able to scoop her up because we were living in Colorado and we waited until we, we were vi- coming home to visit to pick her up and mm-hmm. fly her out to, to Colorado with us. And so, yeah, I just, wow. I didn't realize she left behind. I, yeah, yeah, she did. And she was just the sweetest pup. I mean, so calm and even keeled for a lab like every everyone was like she no way she's not a lab because she was soft and she was calm and she was just like this lovey people oriented dog and so we just mm. got stupid lucky with having our first pet be her 
together. Mm. And we waited to get her. I mean, I think it was 2000 and she was born in 2009. So we had been married for almost five years at that point when we got her. So it took us a while to like even jump into having a pet in general. So mm-hmm. anyways, it was, it came totally unexpected and completely out of the blue. And she just had her heart failed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really hard. So that's my, mm. my sad, sad moment, sad weekend. I and feel man, like you were just talking about your trip with her on the yeah. podcast recently. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm really glad I took her on that trip with me. We got some mm-hmm. very special, like just us time. And I totally like brought her up on the couch at this Airbnb to like cuddle with me. They had a dog blanket. Yes. Anytime I see a dog blanket in a rental, I'm like, that's permission to bring the dog onto the couch. I know it is. And they didn't <laughs> say not to. So to not to. It's, so we did it. It's there for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, I'm so sorry, friend. Thank you. Yeah. It's been hard, but you know. I'm I'm really glad we got Rody this year, our puppy. He's also mm-hmm. a chocolate lab, and it's uh, it would have been really hard to not have a dog's presence in the house, like some kind of presence to go, yeah. you know, from having a, a pet to not having one, because you know they're the only two chocolate labs. That's all we had, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't do the reptiles or the fish or the cats or anything like that. We do have barn mm-hmm. kitties, but. And we've yeah. got the fish and the reptile, so. I won't do it. I pretty much, I've already told both the boys. I'm like, listen, if it belongs in a, in a cage or it belongs in, a, in an aquarium, I'm out. I'm you out. Can, <laughs> you can have that somewhere else. Like, Josh is allowed to have those kinds of pets it. in his class. He's a biology teacher. Like, I have them at school. Uh-huh. I don't care. You can bring Not them home here. for Christmas break. That's it. <laughs> We call in it quits after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I refuse. We, we had a, we had a, a beautiful beta fish for like three years, and I didn't even tell you this because it's a fish. I just didn't think much of it, and it passed away about two weeks ago. And it was Aww. Lucy's first experience with a, a pet, and she was like, "I'm not kidding you. That I swear that fish almost died three times in the three years we had it. That like there like were several times where." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we brought that thing back from the depths. Like, I, I won't even get into the stories, but and so Lucy even was having these moments of like, I mean, I'm so glad you're still alive, but how are you still alive? Like, <laughs> so when he finally passed, she was just like, that makes sense. Like, she was just so matter of fact about it. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Little but man was son, really matter of fact about it too. It was it was yeah. bizarre. He, I just told him, and he was like, okay, mom. And I was like, are you going to, are you sad? Or like, I didn't ask that because I didn't want to imply anything, (laughs) like force any feelings. But he was like, okay. And he's been fine. And he said some sweet things like, you know, okay, well, I guess I'll have to snuggle Rhodey on his rug now. Because before he would snuggle Paisley. Because she was, I mean, she'd put up with it all and she was older. Mm -hmm. So she was, you know, a little slower and not so quick to like nip at him or you know anything and i'm Mm -hmm. not talking like bite but just like play and Mm -hmm. roadie is like all up in his business and he's like i don't get out of my face stop licking me i don't want it no (laughs) so that dog's gonna have to calm down a bit before little man gets back to having a buddy but yeah so anyways what a weekend yeah it was a long one it was a long one i was ready for some routine this morning and 
some time to myself with the boys going yeah. to to school school and work i'm out I'm record the yeah, podcast just shut a bunch of bone broth i'm excited for that Ooh, ooh! i got people to send that to you <laughs> <laughs> well i'm doing photos and i did some video for tiktok so i'm i'm trying to i've got lots of things in the works i just need to actually go from having them be in the works to being published so that's mm. the that's the next well you step. let me know i can't wait till that's out because i got a friend coming having surgery this week and she's asking me all the healing questions and i was like bone bruh bone yes. bruh yes 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 it's good stuff so i'm gonna be sending that to everybody i know that's gonna be caring for her it's also <laughs> very good for your skin just saying yeah lots of delicious collagen and amino acids that your body needs and it's great for your skin so on that note let's talk about skin girl let's dig into this we have been talking about hormonal acne for the last couple of weeks on the podcast and it's been really fun to do this kind of deep dive if you guys haven't listened Yes. I definitely recommend. This is not one where you have to go back necessarily because you're just going to get tons of topical stuff today. And we'll kind of walk mm-hmm. through the reasoning behind each as well. Jen's going to give us some deep dives into her research. But basically in 139, we talked about kind of the basics of like recognizing hormonal acne and what you can be dealing with after using birth control and post birth control syndrome. And then in 140, we talked about you know, healing hormonal acne internally. And then today we're going to talk about what the heck do we do topically (laughs) to -hmm. get things figured out? Because, you know, the internal healing, it has to happen too, but it takes a long time. And we all want our skin to be cleared up much sooner. Time time still passes. Much sooner. (laughs) And, you know, we talked about this uh, in last week's episode, but basically, you know, the what's usually suggested when folks are dealing with hormonal acne is super frustrating for estheticians, <laughs> practitioners. Over here nodding as hard as I can. Yeah, on the health side and on the aesthetic side, it's it's frustrating for both because they tend to just be temporary band aids in some way. I have to um, think of them as like bulldozers, or, or too, yeah, or a bulldozer, just too too caustic or or too yeah. strong. And so, you know, we always err on the side of non-toxic here, always on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so Jen's going to walk us through some non-toxic products. But just to kind of go backwards a little bit, um, what's usually suggested when you're dealing with hormonal acne, and if you're like violently nodding your head while you're listening Mm -hmm. to us in your earbuds, like, hi, we see you. So glad you're here. (laughs) Stripping cleansers, topical retinoids birth control which is not ideal but it's your right like I just I want to make sure you guys understand like if you're using birth control to control your skin or control birth right that's your business okay <laughs> um uh, spironolactone is a common treatment and then which works by blocking androgen receptors to decrease the actions and effects of testosterone on the body um isotretinoin which is um you've heard it as accutane I'm sure and it's a form of oral vitamin A, and it's really similar to retinoids, but it's taken orally, so it changes the the hormonal landscape a little bit differently. And that reduces the amount of oil released by glands in your skin, which can help with more normalized cell turnover. But what we're trying to get at is like, how can we use a skincare product and some internal healing 
to boost that cell turnover, to boost your healing, to decrease your inflammation, all of that. And yeah, it might take a little bit more work than, you know, leaning into taking a medication, but you also won't have to deal with the long-term side effects or potential side effects of taking a medication, which not everybody's into. So all that to say, it's your right. If you're getting, if you're taking a medication, more power to you. Everybody gets to choose. Do you boo. If you don't want Mm -hmm. to, this episode is for you. (laughs) Yeah. So Jen, or tell us all the things. If you've tried it all also, like you feel like you've tried it all and you're just kind of at your wits end and you're just like, man, uh, I also, I wanted to caveat a little bit that there is a reason why this episode was not first. And we talk about this at length when we're planning, we, it's really important. Like you can do all these things topically. Absolutely. And it will be helpful. But when we talk about like holistic healing or like you know, really it is more than just here, do this one thing. It, it, if you've got like a systemic thing like hormones that you're working with, it's never going to be just topical care or just like changing up how much water, like it's holistic, it's whole, like you're going to be changing like a whole gamut of things. And so I none of this is going to be like putting on a topical prescription. I just want to caveat as you're going through this and you're listening to me talk about all these different things that we can do for the top of our skin, it's to target different things you might be going through with some of the reasons why you may be having hormonal acne. And I made sure to split it up concisely because each one of these categories that we talked about, like hormonal changes and androgen rebound and like zinc depletion, um, and the the disrupted microbiome and liver detox, like those categories, your skin's all going to do slightly different things and you might have slightly different needs. So I really, I really went into it. (laughs) Like I really, I really went for it in this category because I can't tell you this whole category really plagued me the first maybe five years that I was um, an esthetician because I only had one piece of the picture back then. And I only had what I had in front of me. I didn't have the ability to like research and understand, you know, I could see evidence of like PCOS, you know, on someone's skin, but I I didn't know how to help them topically. And I could see evidence of like hormonal changes and, you know, I could see dehydration in the skin. There's a lot of things I could see evidence of, but there was so much I didn't quite understand. And so the benefit of listening to me just jabber jabber through this whole episode is you're getting um me all of this years of research for me that being just not content with just fine you know okay we can just deal with what we've got like it always I always went why do why is there a certain category of um person that their skin does really well when they're on birth control and when they get off of it why does it exhibit these kind of symptoms and it just it was something I was not okay with just you know, oh, we don't know. And I was like, no, I, I want to know. Like, let's let's talk about it. Like, let's figure this out. And so when I started doing a lot more, um, it was a couple years ago when I really started to tackle it because I felt like I understood it well enough in the conventional world, but it was um, too simplistic for me. It was, um, you know, a retinoid took care of a dry acne, like easy, like pretty fast. But some of the health implications behind um, retinoids, I was just, it didn't sit well with me anymore when I started learning about cleaner products and, um, what was in our products and things like that. And so I went on this journey probably actually about three years ago that I started being like, okay, 
I got to pivot for these people that need it. Like there is a, a group of people that are, that don't want to use those things anymore. They want to see what can, can help them already. And so that for the first category I want to break down is the hormonal changes in androgen rebound. I put these two into the same category because typically you're going to see a lot of the same, um, exhibits on skin. So you're going to see a lot of, um, oil production. You can see, um, PCOS. A lot of times menopause can also cause some of these things, which is so unfair. <laughs> like all of these things are so unfair. Um, and then you also, if you notice that there's like a high testosterone level, more, more oil production can be present as well. But each person in those categories is so different. Like the bioindividuality between each person is going to be so different that when, if you decide to go get your blood levels taken and things like that, or your hormone levels taken, you may exhibit like within normal range, but you might also be exhibiting that. That doesn't mean that topical care in this category won't work for you because it's such an individual basis. And it's the relation of like testosterone to the other androgen hormones. And there's just a lot more, it's more complex than just looking at a snapshot of your blood work. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just keep that in mind as you're going through this is like, if you know that you don't have high testosterone, that doesn't mean this won't work for you. So some of the things that you also, that I noticed with these, this category is that the gummed up cell turnover tends to be a really big issue. Like, um, meaning if you are an estrogenic human, even if you are um, transitioning or if you've always been estrogenic, but if you are um, estrogenic human, it, there's a good chance that you've got poor cell turnover. Um, and then you add oil to it and it's going to get even worse. It's going to get harder and harder. And so um, this can be particularly tricky within our pores themselves. And so when you hear people talking about congestion in the skin, then this category can be absolutely like true. Like this androgen rebound and hormonal changes deal with more congestion within our pores than any other issue within the skin. Um, and so using um, effective clearing ingredients. So I'm going to talk about ingredients first within each one. And then we're going to get to the nitty gritty with product because I really want to give you guys product to go look up. Yeah, you can't um, give us ingredients and no product. No. Because folks no, will be yep. just chasing you down. <laughs> yes, I know. Right. Well, and then also there is just so many options, right? There are so many options now. Yeah. Um, but the most effective pore clearing ingredients are um, in order for me is salicylic acid. And then glycolic acid and charcoal. There are plenty of other ones that are great. Those ones are my favorite. I find that salicylic acid is fantastic. It's a BHA, so it's a beta hydroxy acid, while glycolic acid is an alpha hydroxy acid. And so they work a little differently. Salicylic can be um, more anti-inflammatory. Glycolic is going to be more rejuvenating. And so it's going to ask the skin to do different things. Whereas like charcoal, it kind of just takes everything with it. It just kind of sucks everything to it. And then when you wash it away, it just takes it with it. And so it can be really helpful. But for those that have truly have super clogged pores, charcoal is not enough on its own. It doesn't, it can't penetrate, but it can take whatever it can get access to. It'll take it. Um, and then there are some types of clays out there. So like if you see particularly wash off masks that have clay in them, um, there's a reason why I don't recommend clay masks to every skin type because clay really draws oil to it. Certain types will draw more oil. Some will um, be less astringent, but for the most part, all types of clays draw things to it and bind it. And then when you wash it away, it takes it away, which is really fantastic for certain skin types. But like my skin type can't really do like my skin's so dry already. And then um, my pores are pretty tight. So it's like, I don't, 
need it necessarily. And it just makes me so dry. But if you have deal with congestion or if you feel like you've got poor cell turnover, it can be really helpful. Um, that leads me into exfoliation. So for this skin type or this skin issue that you're dealing with, um, having a proper cell turnover that is like maintenance, like you can do it like once a month, but it's not going to serve you. So if you can get into like a maintenance schedule, there's a reason why like at home peels are really lovely. Um, there's a reason why, um, like more healing type ingredients that are have BHAs in them or, or AHAs in them can be really helpful because it encourages that cell turnover a little bit at a time. Mm. Um, and there's a reason why I go for the chemical acid versus like a sponge or a brush or, you know, that's physical exfoliation is that can to, to get the kind of exfoliation that this skin type needs for or not skin type but the skin issue needs for cell turnover towels will not do in fact if the more you scrub at your face the more you're causing you could be causing little micro tears which actually could make your acne worse <laughs> and we don't we don't want to do that so the more gentle way to encourage that cell turnover rate is through chemical um cell turnover help and i don't ever take that lightly. There are some really intense ones on the market. So that I'm excited to break down some of the ones that I have on here. Um, now this one with topical zinc, there are several forms of topical zinc out there. There's zinc oxide, zinc perithione, and then there's zinc PCA. I want to focus a little bit on um, zinc PCA. Um, it's also known as zinc salt. And the best part about this is in um, when it's topically applied, it can be really helpful against guarding for mild to moderate acne. Um, and surprisingly, you can find it in a lot of different places. I found a really beautiful serum from The Ordinary. I actually talked about it with a friend today that um, is having great results with it. It's The Ordinary Niacinamide 10% and Zinc 1% Serum. There's no fancy title with The Ordinary. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> it's that. all like ingredients. It's very straightforward. Yeah. You can't miss it. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is niacinamide is actually a form of vitamin B3. And I find that absolutely fascinating that a, a B3 serum essentially with zinc salt can be so powerful for congested skin. Like there is some deep diving there that I went into that turned into a rabbit hole today. So maybe future episode, <laughs> but it was it was really profound to find that there was um, a product like The Ordinary out there because typically you find niacinamide and zinc PCA coupled with a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually like, you know, well, I can't use my moisturizer that I love because I have to use this one with niacinamide in it. But that's the power of a serum. Like yeah. I'm constantly rotating serums out for people. Um, and this one in particular, I believe, is best used daytime from what I was doing doing some of my reading. Um, another product that I was, um, getting some great results for is the beauty counter overnight or surfacing peel. I know I talk about this all the time, but I mean it, this is <laughs> one hmm, like, hmm, like life changing, like the, the amount of ingredients that are in it that are going to be soothing with the resurfacing makes it very foolproof for every breakout type out there. There are very few, um, active, really active overnight peels that I'd recommend. And this one, it's a leave-on peel, which is even more powerful. And I love that it is um, my favorite product for maintenance. Like when somebody needs to keep that cell turnover rate going, because that's always the trick is like somebody could come to me in the med spa and I could like resurface them beautifully and we could do this beautiful process on them. But you should really only do that once a month professionally. 
And then what are they going to do in the meantime? It's like, I always struggled with what to do for them during that time. And this overnight resurfacing peel has been so wonderful for lots and lots of skin types. I'm, now, this I'm next, one of those for sure. <laughs> yes. I, well, and I will say like, you know, I, my skin does really well. A lot of what Jen talks about when she talks about like mild to moderate acne and in this category of hormonal acne, like she's talking about me, um, <laughs> but I've got it under control because of the overnight resurfacing peel like that is the Mm -hmm. reason my skin responds really well to like resurfacing treatments microdermabrasion um chemical peel like natural chemical peels and things like Mm -hmm. that and in between how I get myself through is the overnight resurfacing peel and if you're dealing with like cell turnover issues which acne I mean so much of it is cell turnover issues so much which Mm -hmm. I mean hi that means like love on yourself internally right there's right go go back to last week episode 140 you know (laughs) we talked about digestion and all those things but yeah I mean this is one of those things I think could be really impactful for a lot of people if you deal with any kind of blemishes or aging skin and you haven't tried the peel the overnight peel from beauty counter do it do (laughs) it in any means necessary this is my my billboard or whatever moment because, man, it's been a game changer for me. And I know everybody was like, oh, everybody over says game changer. No, this has changed the game for me. No, for 100%. real. And I feel like this is, I use the peel almost <laughs> because if I use it too often, then because my skin's so dry, then I I find that I get very sensitive. And so I use the overnight resurfacing peel as my magic eraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I go to sleep, I, like there are I times. I use it for blemish treatment. Like instead mm-hmm. of a salicylic acid and it works really mm-hmm. well for me. Yeah. It has salicylic acid in it. it and that's does. the beautiful part. It's, yes. it's yeah. When I get a little breakout and it's my night to peel, I'm like, this will be fine. It'll take care of it. <laughs> It'll but be also okay. like texture, like yes. it also takes care of texture for me. Um, and so, and I know that the word peel freaks people out a little bit when like very few products will use the word peel in it cause they don't want to freak people out. But really this is a, it's a leave on serum that will that is very hard to screw up like Mm -hmm. you it's very hard to screw up you just need a great moisturizer that you can put on on top of it and don't use it too often don't use the peel too often and you are gonna be fine your your skin's gonna feel lovely Um, but the next one I want to talk about is the herbivore prism it is a so if you've used the overnight resurfacing peel which I'm sure a lot of you have that have listened and you're like yeah no it's great um I need more exfoliation because I get a lot of people in consultations that say that to me where they're like, yeah, I mean, I've used been using the peel for years, but I think my skin just needs more or there's certain seasons of the year where their skin needs more might check out the herbivore prism. It is a very potent, maybe use every other week, rinse off jelly situation. I did grab it to try it out and it was way too much for my skin, which tells me it's perfect for congested skin, (laughs) you know? So if you are in this category of, you know, that you've got, um, increased androgen levels or fluctuating androgen levels, or if you can just see it, like you just, you can feel the congestion in your skin. If you can take your fingernail and run it across your nose by mid afternoon and gather stuff under your fingernail, most likely you have congested skin. That's Mm. a quick tip. I don't know Um, if I've ever heard you say that. I don't think I have because a lot of people have been asking me lately, like, how do I know if I have congested skin? And I'm like, well, beyond like getting out like a, like a really close up, really well lit mirror, um, 
anytime you can gather stuff because like I can go like this and get flaky skin but nothing gathers under my nail like, right Cassie's already scratching her nose. scratching nose I know and if you've got makeup on it's kind of hard to tell so it's one nothing. of those like yeah and if you don't have anything under your skin you're probably under your nail you're probably doing okay but there is a category of people that have okay so this is like my dry sponge analogy and if you've ever had a consult with me you probably heard me say this but congested skin you can think of it like a dried dead sponge like a um fully dried you know one that's a little concave sponge and if you were to add oil to that like just add a bunch of olive oil to it and feel you can just imagine what that sponge would feel like and how each little crevice would be filled with oil that's essentially what that's essentially what um congested skin's dealing with is there's not a ton of moisture going on there and that as we get older that dead skin cell layer builds up quite a bit more and so really what we need to do is kind of get some of that dead sponge off that dry sponge off so that way the more full sponge underneath can access some of that moisture content that we're and that's essentially what the cell turnover is going to do so anyway I could talk forever about the dry sponge analogy because it works for many many parts of the analogy so hopefully we can keep talking about the sponge later but in the topical zinc category this is another spot that can be really really um, impactful for lots of people um, specifically if you get into the zinc PCA because um, when moderate to mild acne quite regularly gets sent to like spironolactone sometimes even back in the day I haven't seen this in a while but um, 10 years ago or so, people with mild to moderate acne were getting prescribed um, Accutane and, um, or isotretinoin. And that one was hard for me as an esthetician because I'm like, whoa, hold on. Like there was a lot of things we could have tried before we went there topically because a lot of times that mild to moderate can be profoundly helped by better cell turnover rate and a great skincare routine. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, I just wanted you guys to know about some of those products. Definitely check out The Ordinary because I think um, it, The Ordinary can be very intimidating at first because it is so like everything's um, ingredients based. And unless you know what you're talking about, it can be pretty intense. But the niacinamide 10%, zinc 1% is pretty lovely. Now, if you know you're in the zinc deple- depletion category and you or you want to learn more about it, you can go to our previous couple episodes and learn more. Um, but this category typically is dealing with um, inflammatory responses more so because it's just our immune system needs a little help internally. So from our outsides, some of the things that we can do is talk about how to inhibit bacterial growth um, and things like facial oils can be really helpful for um, aiding that protection um, and kind of keep the bacteria out of that really perfect home of dry dead skin cells because believe it or not that dry dead skin cell area is a little bit um it's a it's the perfect breeding ground for bacteria and so that's actually what our our own sebum is supposed to do is to protect our skin from that perfect environment getting infiltrated so facial oil can be really lovely if you're getting bacterial breakouts so like if you find yourself um extracting zits like every other day because new ones pop up and they come really fast and they need to be fixed really fast, then, um, then that is, that is definitely the way to go is to find some sort of, um, zinc situation, which we're going to talk about really quick. So the masks, this is where masks come in. You've heard me talk about the clay masks, but, um, specifically ones with like willow bark or salicylic acid or charcoal can be really helpful because it can be, um, 
It can be um, a great blend of helpful ingredients to take things off, but deposit things at the same time. Sometimes that mineral content within those masks can be really helpful for absorbing more moisture. And then getting into topical products with zinc oxide specifically in it. That because you know we've got zinc PCA for some of the ones we'd already discussed, and then zinc oxide for um, bringing the antimicrobial efforts in and to move and astringe the oil. So we it's a more of like a skin protectant than this the zinc PCA. Um, but quick tip: so with our zinc, you can mix the zinc and the oil together. There are lots of zinc. Um, on the market that's by itself you can mix facial oil with it and really use that antimicrobial pop property together um, for a much more like soothing benefit so as no surprise i'm going to talk about the beauty counter charcoal mask this anti-inflammatory and astringent mask can be really helpful without being too harsh for this skin type if you are dry this is not for you (laughs) beauty counter charcoal mask is very very powerful in a wonderful way for the right skin type but it's not for dry skin types And then the Beauty Counter Plus um, Charcoal Cleansing Bar also can be really lovely. I wouldn't use them together. I would like the same night that you're using the charcoal mask, like like two charcoal products in one sitting is a little bit too much, but this charcoal bar can be really effective for moving that gummed up skin that happens with that paper mache effect, you know? And then the Beauty Counter Dew Skin is like an OG favorite of mine. It's it's got non-nano zinc oxide in it, and it has a bunch of glow-boosting ingredients that um, I don't recommend for dry skin because dry skin can get the benefits other ways. But for congested, combo, oily skin, yes, Dew Skin is really lovely, plus you're getting that beautiful SPF factor. Now this product... You guys may have heard me talk about my love for Earth Harbor, but it's just got even deeper today. I was looking at Earth Harbor's um, um, Earth Harbor serums today, um, but they're... Oh, excuse me. This isn't Earth Harbor. This is Herbivore. I already love Herbivore, but Herbivore's Lapis Blue Tansy Face Oil for Acne. So this is a blue tansy, which Cassie, you were the one that brought a blue tansy to me. Like, do you have experience mm-hmm. with blue tansy? Yeah, so the azulene in blue tansy is a really powerful antibacterial and anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. but it's not too strong. Does that make sense? So like it's not yes. super stripping. And I yes. found, I, I mean, I do really well with like the number three balancing oil from Beauty Counter, but I also mm-hmm. use the Lapis oil from Herbivore for a long time before mm-hmm. Beauty Counter <laughs> came into the picture and before I had really tried the number three oil, even before I, you know, started while I was already working with Beauty Counter. So I will filter and like go back. And I actually use the Lapis Blue Tansy oil for um, like the winter months a lot. And the that number three sense, oil yeah. and kind of alternate the two. But I'm one of those oh. folks who likes to, I like a solid routine that I don't have to switch up, but this is one area where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm always switching up my facial oil a little bit and that tends That's to smart. work really well for me. Um, each oil can be really beneficial for, um, different reasons. And so either a really smart wide blend can be really lovely or switching it up day to day can be yeah. really lovely. So I think you intuitively like totally went the right place. 
Well, and I, you know, I think when you get into that place where you're trying to explore clean beauty and try products from all over the place, which I think is important when you rep a brand like Beauty Counter, you need to know what's out there. And then also, Mm -hmm. you know, just because something is Beauty Counter doesn't mean it's going to be like the best thing for your skin. And that's one of the things that I love doing these episodes with you because you're not going to go straight to the thing that you sell. You're going to go to the thing that's going to help the most people and be the right thing for that case. So I mean, I mean just tooting your horn over here but I love you yeah (laughs) and I love these recommendations so you had talked about prior specific Mm. products for folks who have like a disrupted microbiome and liver detox and I know that Mm -hmm. like anti-inflammatory ingredients are really important and we kind of talked about some anti-inflammatories internally what do you like to do externally for a disrupted microbiome well yeah this this category of people is like hi me like if you have dry skin, but you break out and you know, you're not combo, like I'm not, I'm not combo. Um, I live in this category. So I feel sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I don't have hormonal acne because I don't break out that much. But most of us have breakouts that are definitely run by hormones. So I live in this category, disrupted microbiome and liver detox. So the things that I have found to be most helpful in this category is um, salicylic acid in small amounts or willow bark, like in small amounts. Um, sometimes salicylic can be used in like a full face serum. Like that's too much for this category. We're looking for like pinpointed, um, breakout coverage. Um, we're also looking for, um, because we salicylic acid can be a little too astringent and we just don't need that in a broad face, but maybe just spot treatment wise. And then um, cool rollers like gemstones or titanium wands or cooling rollers that have been kept in the fridge, not the freezer, not the freezer. Um, There is such a thing as too cold. (laughs) But if you can use a cool roller, you're going to get better product absorption because this category is going to have more dry, dead skin and to break through without the oil. Typically, we're going to find that there's a little bit less oil to deal with with this category, but more inflammatory response. So like cool rollers can be so, so helpful for like red flares, um, painful breakouts that um, don't feel good and um, to help them go away a little faster, a little bit of cooling can be helpful. Um, Also things like humectant ingredients. So things that attract water to you where you're using it that's really the point of a humectant um it just can be really helpful when we're dealing with inflamed skin so like hyaluronic acid elantuin and glycerin all of those ingredients can be helpful for bringing moisture to us constantly throughout the day because otherwise it's really easy to just be dehydrated and lose water all day long um also antioxidants and peptides can be helpful antioxidants for protecting against damage and peptides to repair what has already happened can be really profound for this category because really we're all about protection in this category. How much can we protect the skin? Uh, So that leads me into Biosense is another brand that I really love. Um, They're they're each, I don't think any of their products are not EWG verified at this point, which I love uh, because it's, it's product by product to be able to get verified in that category. You have to like verify each product. Um, but their squalene probiotic gel moisturizer is so lovely for extra redness in the face and redness in the face can be so frustrating because if it's left unchecked can lead to further dehydration in the skin, which can lead to further bacterial breakouts. And, you know, and so this probiotic gel moisturizer has been really great for like rosacea. It's been really great for, um, active acne, 
Um, I'm still learning so much about probiotic, topical probiotic on the skin, but we know that there's a microbiome on our skin as well. So I'm really excited to dive into that a little bit more, but I know this product has been really helpful for people in this category. Same with the Beauty Counter Countertime Antioxidant Soft Cream. I think this product can be so helpful for people that are in this category. If you are in the oil producing category, I would step into this one a little more slowly. But if you are a little more on the dry side, then the Swiss Alpine Rose and the Ret Natural Complex that comes with this product is so helpful for um, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant protection and that sort of a thing. Okay, now I'm going to talk about my love for Earth Harbor because my goodness, (laughs) I... (laughs) I'm so, I've always really loved Earth Harbor since I found them a few months ago, but today I had a different eye as I was looking through some of their products because I knew I needed a serum that had hyaluronic acid in it. Um, And I went to, okay, what am I recommending from Earth Harbor and what's been working? Um, And their Celestine Hydra Plumping Peptide Serum, say that 12 times fast, is like honestly been so so helpful for so many people that are like dry combo dry dehydrated skin that also deal with breakouts there are three different molecular weights of the hyaluronic acid that's in it and the more weights you have the different sizes you have then the better absorption you're going to get from that so you're going to get different depths of absorption into your skin it also has niacinamide in it which we talked about earlier and pomegranate antioxidants so this one has got like triple threat here in my opinion it's got hyaluronic acid it's got niacinamide and antioxidants in it and um i've seen some really lovely um results for people that are dealing with like sensitive breakout here and then the last one is really just tools um i love gemstone rollers i think i talk about them in every consult because i can see many people that need them um i particularly i do love the herbivore tools um because i know you're going to get good quality there but really you can find so we're going to link the herbivore tools um in our show notes but you can find them anywhere um for pretty reasonable in many different places and if you can shop local or small do it yeah i also really like the beauty by earth uh, tools mm. and they're a little bit less expensive mm-hmm. and I really trust that company and like their their products a ton so yeah that's same, another same, one same. we can we can suggest for folks so I feel like if when in doubt roll it out <laughs> <laughs> you're always gonna give us something cute cute like that to to base our oh, skin yeah. off of when in doubt roll it out when I doubt, love that roll it out. well and I mean you know I know that I'm just going to plug you for a minute here, lady. I, you know, <laughs> okay. if you kind of are walking through a lot of what Genevieve has been talking about during this episode and you're wondering, okay, should I play with that product? Should I play with this product? You know, absolutely. hundred percent test and try. But if you're in that category where you're like, well, d- where does this fit in my current routine? Like, what do I need to get rid of and replace this thing? I want to try, like, let's say like I'm over here, like, okay, that niacinamide from the ordinary sounds like a really good option for me. And then I'm also yes. looking at this earth Harbor hydro plumping peptide serum. Yes. And I'm like, that's probably a really good option for me too. Yes. And and so, you know, the first questions I'm trying to like, you know, think from your guys's perspective, because listen, this is me, right? I'm over here like, Jen, tell me what to do, right? I can talk about the internal <laughs> healing, but the external, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Whatever Jen tells me to do, I do it. Um, so if you're in that place where you're thinking about, you know, where does this fit in? Like, make sure you connect with Jen to do a skin consultation. She's still, I think pretty, yes. you still have openings, right? On a regular basis yeah. in your schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering where products fit in, particularly for your skin, 
after kind of listening to all these options that Jen has so graciously laid out for all of us in her <laughs> intense research, I highly so recommend fun. you go do a skin consult with Jen. Um, doesn't matter if you're a beauty counter consultant, doesn't matter if you're not, it doesn't matter if you work with a different consultant, you can still go to Jen to do a consult and then shop with your consultant yeah. if you want to. So I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who's listening. Um, thank you. Please, please, please go do a skin consult. And I, apparently I need to do one. <laughs> <laughs> I need, need an, an updated update. consult. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so many good things and I feel like I'm learning new things all the time because of the consults I am doing. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying new things and I'm getting feedback on like how that's been working for people. And some of my favorite products have been, um, like this earth Harbor one's been tested on here. The ordinary is only, um, is, is relatively new for what I've been recommending it to um and who I've recommended it to but I've been I got some feedback today that's very encouraging and I and I've always really liked niacinamide but it, it was it's hard to find by itself so I'm excited very. that you guys could have this info like honestly I'm excited for you that you have this info <laughs> have the information yes like so good. it's just there's so many there's so many options out there but I think that whenever there's um regular active breakouts involved I first of all, I will never, ever, ever judge someone that decides to go with spirolactone or Accutane or yeah. any of the topicals. Like I have really, I've seen some some regular patients in the med spa world where I would not have wished that on someone to be in that position. And so, when you're in that position, I just want you guys to have more than just that option because a lot of these products you can do at the same time. You know, if you're taking an oral, you can also do these. There's no contra contraindication in these topicals with taking an oral medication, any of the ones that we've talked about. So that's really lovely. Um, if you're doing a topical, make sure you bring this to your doctor. If you're working with a dermatologist, bring your what you want to do to your doctor and they can tell you more succinctly exactly what you can and can't use. But um, it's every human deserves to have all the information. <laughs> it's just, I'm very passionate about that. And that's what we're all about here too. And I just, I want to remind you guys too. listen, go to rebelheartradio.com slash ask and submit your questions for the podcast. I have a feeling yes. there are going to be a lot after we have done this deep dive Bring over it. the Let's past few. Let's do a Q and A. Yes. Mm. Rebelheartradio.com slash ask. And you guys can submit your questions there for the podcast. We read them. We thumb through them. We decide we what we're going to do for episodes based on what kind of mm -hmm. questions y'all have. And, you know, sometimes we have Q&A episodes where we, like, spit through a bunch of questions. We haven't done that in a while, actually. And sometimes True. we have episodes that, like, it's one question. And the whole episode is to answer that one question because it was so juicy. So yes. bring it. Bring it, friends. <laughs> um, We're ready. Yeah. We want to hear from you. So, well, thanks for being here, everybody. Jen, thanks for your expertise. And oh, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.